This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You said my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Hey, thanks for listening to Dirt and Sprague On Demand, a Service Patriots podcast. Service Patriots is your home comfort solution for all your heating and air conditioning needs. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at ServicePatriots.com slash the fan. One day, some of the kids from the neighborhood carried my mother's groceries all the way home. You know why? It was out of respect. This is Dirt and Spray. The most important thing in business is honesty, integrity, hard work, family. Never forgetting where we came from. See, you are what you are in this world. That's either one or two things. Either you're somebody or you're nobody. With Andy Dirt Johnson and Brendan Spray. A month from now, this Hollywood big shot's going to give you what you want. Certainly, I'm shooting in a week. I'm going to make him an offer again with you. Dirt and Spray on 1080. Me, I always tell it to you. Even when I lie. So say night to the bad guy. Come on. Last time you're going to see a bad guy like this again. The fan. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two. Dirt and here on Portland Sports Leader. 1080 The Fan, the Odyssey app, 99.5 HD2 and YouTube.com slash 1080 The Fan. The Vancouver Ford text line is where you can reach us at 503-864-6326. They treat you right before, during, and after the sale. Visit them for more information at VancouverFord.com. Look at this, look at that! And the Service Patriots podcast section. If you miss any show, any hour, any interview, can be found 1080thefan.com. The Service Patriots podcast section. Check out the latest special offers for our listeners at ServicePatriots.com slash TheFan. With the D! Oh! We have a lot to get to in the second hour of the program. Uh, I've had more people in my life hear the word program mm. and they've asked or they've just started saying it. My wife says, uh, hey, what kind of program? And then she's like, where was this from? You keep saying it. <laughs> yeah, why are we doing this now? Like college football coaches all across the southeastern program. part of America yeah. call it the program. It's not a program. No. Come on. It's a program. It's the program. Uh, we'll get some college football wheeling and dealings. Some uh, we'll we'll play a little. Uh oh, is this happening? Oh, Sprague might have called this over a year ago, <laughs> and uh, give an update. Oregon State landing some guys, and then Oregon as well. But uh, we'll get to the portal. Some rankings I saw. How we're already doing the Big Ten power rankings. Aha! There's the O. There's the W. Where's UCLA? It's all weird. Chip Kelly audio as well from their LA Bowl win that they just had. It's going to take a long time. For that to sink in. Long time. Oh, I, I think it's going to be less than a year and you're going to be B1G dirt. I mean, I look, I'm excited about big time matchups, but going like Big Ten media days, if like if interviewing Indiana's coach leading into the season, who the hell cares? 
Uh, Portland played a basketball game last night. Did you watch? I did watch this game last night. You did. The Warriors did. were in town. They were. And uh, Steph- Brandon Roy was in town too. I was. Yeah, I was going to get to that. Oh, okay. Um, we did not. Were we not happy that Brandon Roy's back in town? B. Roy, the natural. Okay. Well, I was going to mention Steph Curry's streak being snapped of consecutive games with a three pointer. It's over at two sixty eight. <laughs> yes, and somehow we still lost. <laughs> What are we doing there? Can I can I ask this question out loud? Like, what is the Brandon Roy Blazer and like how the fan? How are we supposed to view this? This was clearly a stage thing of like, hey, we are terrible. Let's give us something to clap for, Brandon. We'll fly you down and we'll give you courtside seats because that just didn't naturally randomly happen. No, and a highlight tape ready to play. (laughs) Yes. So, like, what are we doing there? Are we retiring the jersey? I, I, I'm just, I'm so confused. What What is the relationship? We're just going to clap every, Brandon Roy, ah, he's back. And then like eight months later, Brandon Roy, ah, he's back. There's no Roy jersey in the rafters. No. What What is the relationship? What's the status? This is such a weird, this is like mom and dad flirting 20 years after being divorced. But you're like, wait a minute. I thought. No, they hated each other. Do you hate each other or do you like each other? What's happening here? I don't know what that situation is. I mean, this was 100% a fan support ploy. 100%. The attendance at the Utah game when they got smoked on Thursday night was, like, (laughs) disastrously low. And I don't blame anybody. I've said all year, like, I'm not spending my money on this team. You shouldn't spend your money on this team. Don't do it. It's not worth it. Kudos to the fans for not going. This is It started as 100% a ploy of, we need something. There needs to be some sort of goodwill, some sort of, hey, put it on social media. Everybody quote tweets it and says, yeah, look at that. Brandon Roy's back in town. Shocking. The two mascot things not working, huh? Yeah, yeah. We still have the Yeti guy. He's still here. But, but he's whatever. not big anymore. He's, he's not big. I, whatever. I, let me ask you this, though, because I don't know this off the top of my head. I believe that's the first time he's been back at a game in a what? No, it's not. No. Okay, what They've was the last done, time he was at a game? I, I, swag, am I wrong here? And Maybe about text police will help me with this, I too. I thought it had been a long time since he'd come to a game. Like, he did the thing with the lottery, and he talked about being back in cahoots no, with the organization. he's been at a game. This oh, is, okay. like, the third time I want to say they've then done Then I this. will totally back up your take. I just couldn't remember it, and I thought, oh, he's back at a Blazer game. That's cool. I'm pretty sure this was the second or third time <laughs> they've... <laughs> Brandon Roy! He's, like, seen in the 100 section, and he's waving on the big... Well, I remember one, like, shortly after he stopped playing. He came to a game. I think because Jamal Crawford was on the team. I remember that one, and that was like the first time, and the divorce wasn't pretty, but he was back, and he got an ovation for that terrible Nate McMillan-fired Blazer team, but he was there to watch Roy Jamal returns Crawford. to, well, he, okay, so here he is. Yeah. Yeah, so he did the draft lottery. He did the lottery, I remember that. I yeah. know he, I know for a fact <laughs> okay, he's t- been on the Jumbotron, and maybe it's a college game in my head, or a high school tournament, He's been back at the Moda Center like two or three times and been recognized. Okay, well, I famously called his LSI games yes. as he won Coach of the Year, Naismith High School Coach of the Text Year. Text please have to help me with this. I swear on everything, I've seen him at a Blazer game where they've done this song and dance. The highlight, the natural! And I'm like... <laughs> Are we are we raising the jersey or yeah. are we not? What are we doing there? How many times do we how many times do we do the tribute video? I that I think is the question you're asking. And the only reason I would have pushed back is I didn't know if he had been at a game in the last handful of years. But if this becomes a thing that you're doing on a regular basis, it's just weird and it looks so desperate. And I'd imagine he gets to a point where he just wants to come to a game and watch a game and not have to stand up every single time. Like, yeah, thank you. Thank you. I was very good. My career was cut short by injuries. Thanks for the reminder, everybody. Yeah, it's 
it's been just a weird relationship. And Very I just, weird. Just retire the jersey and make him the ambassador. All right, get this over with. We know where this is gonna go, but yeah, just like, retire the number. Let's move on. They won't do it. I know it's very, but nobody can wear number seven. It's one of those like it's retired, but it's not retired because Carmelo wanted to wear number seven, and they were like, "No, you can't have it." It's kind of one of the dumbest things we're doing right now <laughs> is this song and dance with Brandon Roy. Anyways, the game happens. Yes, they. Feel like they're getting embarrassed, and they were. They were down yes. twenty-two in the third. And went scoreless in the first half. He did. He did not have a great game against Utah. Nobody did. Uh, we talked about that game already. And Steph didn't make a three, and they lost. And what <laughs> happened was, Steph Curry ices the game with two made free throws. He makes the first, then he misses the second, or he doesn't ice it, but it would put him up three. So one sixteen, one fourteen. Steph weirdly misses a free throw. Portland doesn't call timeout. Shaden dribbles the ball up. Boom. Offensive foul with almost no time left. Golden State ball game over. Rip City jumps on Twitter. No, the people who are on Twitter. And says, fire Chance. Fire him. Call timeout. <laughs> I mean, look, he should have called. I would have called timeout. Said That's he was a- going to, but he saw Shaden and he just said, I'm just going to trust this young buck. I mean, the other tough thing, well, I can't remember off the top of my head. You guys will have to help. I was, you know, iPad side viewing it, but he challenged a play earlier on in the night and lost his challenge. I can't remember what he challenged, but the, I think at the end of the game. It was off Steph. Was it? Yeah. Well, that I mean, they, was the but they didn't have a challenge left because one. he used the challenge yeah. earlier, and that would have been a play on that out of bounds call where you got the ball because it was off Steph, but they didn't have the challenge left. And so I don't understand that wasn't why great. they. The refs just didn't review that up because they mean, didn't think it either. was close. Like we didn't have our view. Malloy thought that was a clean off Jeremy they, Grant. They seemingly review almost anything yes, late in the I game. Know. I don't know why they chose not that was to ridiculous. That one. they should have got the ball back. With that was t- clearly when you're stuff. underneath a minute. Like what are we doing here? Like I thought that's yeah. the whole point of replay review. And the NBA is really weird with how they do challenges where you can get another one, but you lose one. But then you can't challenge stuff in certain moments of the well, game. You have to have like, a timeout, and if you are successful on the first one, you keep it for a second exactly. one. If it, yeah, it's silly just give, just him, a give him one a half yeah one a half and then you can pick that way you don't have to worry about hey that was a blatant missed call in the second quarter but i don't want to use my challenge exactly. now just in case it's kind of a dumb challenge system yeah. but when you use it you lose it then you can't challenge a call like that late in the game and then you got a young team that's kind of running up the floor like a freight train in, in shade and sharp i I don't know. I, I I prefer to call a timeout there, but if well, he makes that shot, nobody's jumping no, on social yeah. media and saying fire a, the head it coach. It was a great play by Pajemski. Yes. Um, but I would say you had you had the the delay for the free throw, so he had a chance to call guys over. To set something and up. And say, yeah. here's what we're doing. Right. So what once he told him what the plan was, he's like, Hey, just you know, if they you know, if we need a three, this is what we're going to do. If he misses one and we only need a two, let's get to the rim and get this to overtime. Whatever you want to. Yeah. But he had a chance to call them over. There's, I don't know how long it takes for him to walk to the end of a minute or so. What You don't need a timeout at that point. You just tell the guys, this is what we're doing. And then they either do it or don't do it. You suck. Shoot a three. Win the game. What are we doing? <laughs> Go for the win. I was stunned when he passed the three-point line. I'm like, I mean, I get he he's athletic. He's a good player. I'm not even... Mad at his shot selection. I just, in my mind, I'm like, we're terrible. I'm just like, three, three. We're winning or we're losing. There's yeah. not a, we're going to overtime here. Yeah, either end the game now, either way, whether it's win or lose. I, uh, Ant was really good in the second half of that game. Scoot's been playing good basketball lately. Yeah. Let's give him his flowers I, here. He's been playing better basketball. I for think the, the pressure's of off weeks. of him coming off the bench to have to 
be something. It's like, no, just let's watch the game a little bit. Let's see where your opportunities are. Now go in and here's here's how you can be productive here tonight against this team. Go. I got an issue with this because it's great to see. He's, he had a really good game the other night against Utah. I think, what, his first double-double. Now, a lot of that came in garbage time down by 30, but what the hell. Give him credit for it. 20 and 10. Good night, Scoot. He had a really good first half yesterday. I think he had like 10 points and five or six assists. Like He was really good in the first half. I got an issue with the logjam that's at guard right now, and I'm not asking for anybody of the three young guys to get traded. The Malcolm Brogdon thing is starting to not make sense to me right now. Yeah, Scoot was better than Malcolm, I thought, yesterday. And look, that's not going to be the case every night. Brogdon's a veteran. Scoot's going to have his down nights. The whole point of a year like this on a bad team is to develop guys. He was the number three overall pick in the draft. He was the player that you decided was too valuable to move on from to get Damian Lillard help this summer because you could have traded that pick and you chose not to. So if that's how you feel about Scoot Henderson, why is he playing 22 minutes and not playing significant crunch time minutes at the end of the fourth quarter? And why is Malcolm Brogdon playing more minutes than him? A guy who is likely going to get dealt at the deadline. A guy who's been banged up the last couple of years. He's already been hurt this year. They need to trade him before he gets hurt again. Like, I just, I can't, it drives me nuts watching the end of these games. I'm not invested as a fan, but I'm finding myself getting angry because it's just dumb playing him 22 minutes, especially to your point that he's starting to figure it out. He's starting to settle in a little bit, which is great to see. I'd love to see that for Scoot. But playing him 22 minutes and not getting time in the... I, I don't care if you lose every game. That's the whole point. Well, He should be in the game in the final five minutes learning how to run an offense in crunch time. I think the thing that they counter with is uh, you always hear you don't want to be uh, the Pistons is what I've heard before. Like, hey, look, you need some vets. It, it helps the, the development, the growth, whatnot. You compete a little bit. Everybody doesn't flat out quit because you're so bad. And while I'll acknowledge some of that stuff, I'd also quickly say... Your your four games better, like give four more wins than the team that's lost like twenty three straight games. Yes, so you have six. They have let's, two. Let's stop acting like we're like twelve <laughs> win Blazers and it's the two win yeah. Pistons. We're barely better than them on a record stance. Still got Grant Nate and two in the starting lineup. He's got I, veterans around him. Yeah, Eibel's a veteran. He's been in the league for a couple of years. I they compete in these games and then they choke them away and I I get mad and I'm like ah but they're not meant to be good this year. I it's a whole weird thing with them. I I don't know how to feel. <laughs> I'm just look wins and losses. I don't care about. I want more losses than wins. But the whole the whole point of a season like this is to develop guys to their max abilities. At the start of the year, it didn't make sense to bring Shaden off the bench. They got lucky with the injury to Ant because then they realized hey Shaden's pretty good. Maybe we should have him in the starting lineup. Now Scoot's coming off the bench, which whatever that's fine. One of them has to come off the bench. Bench, but play them in the fourth quarter and down the stretch. Any text police? If I'm, am I wrong on? I swear I've seen Roy at a game and they've done this whole like he waves to the crowd thing. Uh, I'm trying to think. I because I googled it and you get last night's stories and then it goes to 2010. Like Google sucks lately. Yeah, somebody said he came back when he was on the T Wolves. He didn't play, but they gave him no, standing ovation. That I'm was talking a long time about ago. way later. I'm talking about like a year or two ago. He did this. No, our uh, YouTube chat is arguing Dylan Gabriel or Will Rogers right now. So that's where the arguments. <laughs> it's not. We're not getting any feedback on Brandon Roy. Let's go to college then, I guess. <laughs> How about that? That's the argument right now. Will Rogers or Dylan? Okay, yeah. I don't know what the argument is. That's where we're at. Uh, That's both where... teams seem to have gotten a quarterback they like. Yeah. I, They're both know. pretty good. They had good runs at their previous schools. I, you know. Let's dive into college football. We'll break away, I guess, from the Blazers. <laughs> and that sums it up, I guess, for the Portland Trail Blazers locally here. Uh, talk a little college football. This might be looming for a program. Is there danger? Next on The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. The clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Uh, R.I.P. to Eric Montrose, uh, former Tar Heel legend. In my mind. That came out of nowhere, man. That was really sad. Everybody who yeah. met him said he was one of the nicest guys you could ever run into. So, Color analyst for the UNC basketball team. He yeah. passed away, former player, of course. 52, I believe. Way too young. And Shams is tweeting out, Draymond is uh, in the process of being suspended for three weeks because why would the NBA dare give him game length? He well, just He's just starting the counseling phase. Okay, he's got to sit down with his counselor. That's a spineless league. At least for three weeks. At I, least. This stuff almost makes me hate the sport I like so much. <laughs> it really does. I I think Silver's a clown in some uh, respects. Yeah. He just. What do you want? What players? What do the players want? It's like this is where Stern thrived. It was, and I, this is where you don't want to live. So okay. I love the John Morant quote, who evidently is back, and that kind of flew under the radar. And he was asked if he regretted everything, and he basically said, "No, I don't." <laughs> yeah, his, that was nice to hear. That was nice. Good. Was All right, way to go, John. All right, welcome back to the league, buddy. I do think it's an interesting. I don't know. I don't want to tell you what to do the next hour and a half of the show. I do think who is the credit? Like who is the MVP for the Niners to people? Is it McCaffrey? Because right now Vegas is saying it's Purdy. I mean, I think I think what makes them unstoppable is that you can make the argument for so many, like Shanahan's system, Trent Williams being the best offensive lineman in the league. Purdy has been well. Perfect. That's it. I mean, like let's stop. Let's stop BS in here. Whether I think it's Purdy or you think McCaffrey yes. or vice versa, it, it's having Trent Williams. Yes, block on the left side. We saw what they were for three weeks without him and what their game was. And McCaffrey's a stud. I just. I don't know. I I feel like Raheem Mostert was also amazing, and so was Mitchell, and so was running backs I've never heard. And McCaffrey is, I think, absolutely set himself apart, but I don't know. I think the whole conversation's tough with them. They're just such a good team, and they're so balanced, and they have the best left tackle, and Purdy is awesome, and so is Debo. Yeah. George Kittle seemingly up the seam every play open. Ayuk is having a monster year where he's averaging like 12 yards per catch. Every time he catches it, it's like twelve yards. <laughs> I, I don't know how you how do you divide and and sort out the MVP of it, which makes me want to bet a non 49er for that award. I'd lean Lamar. They capture the one seed. Nobody picked him to do that. And his thirty seven hundred and nine hundred rushing yard season would be pretty amazing as he showed last night the value of what he is. I just don't know how you sort out the San Francisco part of that conversation. But that's going to continue to build all week as they get closer to a, a Raven Niner 
uh, Christmas game. Well, it should be noted if you're if Christian McCaffrey couldn't win it in 19, and I don't want to take anything away from Lamar Jackson because he had an unbelievable, unbelievable year in 2019. But if McCaffrey couldn't win it in 19, I'm gonna be wrong on this. I'm just telling you who I would vote for if I had a vote. I just I think he's the best player in the NFL, or you can make an argument what he does running the ball. He's like 300 yards clear of the next closest running back in total yards. How I would phrase it, I wouldn't say best player. I would I would say what you're hitting on. He is the perfect player for that. I mean, system. he's just. I mean, he's. I mean, he was great in Carolina though when he was healthy no, no, too. No, no, like I he, know, but yeah. I'm saying his abilities, what he thrives in, is perfect for what how this team is built. Is what I'm saying. Yes, he is like a hundred yards away from setting a career high in rushing yards, which t- when 2019 was his high, about 1380 yards. He's at just shy of 1300 yards right now. So 100 yards away, he does it. He's two touchdowns away from setting a career high in rushing touchdowns. He has seven. Receiving touchdowns, that is a career high already. It's 500 total receiving yards. Like, I just, I look at the balance that he brings to their offense, and it just makes them a nightmare to stop. I love Brock Purdy. I've been on the Brock Purdy train since the second he was inserted as credit. Yep. starting quarterback. But to your larger point, this is a team that has won at a high level with another quarterback. Jimmy Garoppolo is a dropped interception against the Rams from maybe winning one or a deep touchdown pass from maybe winning one. So they were close. Same think, with the running back position. Same with the running back position. I think they've taken it to a new level. And I'd have to go back and look because you're not wrong they've always been able to run the ball I just I don't know nobody's ever put up yards like this I don't think because he still has what three games to go we'll see if he plays in the last week if they need to play for home field advantage in the playoffs but he's on pace for about 1500 rushing yards this year and 700 receiving yards that's a that's a massive season I'm trying to see the so the last year was great and he had that dominant NFC title game but did he have a 1500 yard season Uh, because it felt like it was more back Elijah Mitchell was eighth in the NFL in rushing in 2021 he had 963 yards okay uh before that you go 2020 because they had like two or three backs for a couple it of years. It was way there. more balanced with different backs for yeah, sure. Yeah, Jeff Wilson was their leading rusher that year with 600, which yeah. goes to show you just how. Yeah, and that's the thing. I, I, we're, it's a tough thing to figure out. I think Brock's taking hairs. the right approach, though. Yeah. He's like, give it to Christian. He's doing the perfect Tom Brady young quarterback thing of. Yes. I don't want the credit. Give it to coach. Give it to this guy. Give it to that guy. Did you see Trent Williams and McCaffrey at the podium yesterday? <laughs> I did not. No. They were standing next to uh, next to each other, winning division uh, champion T-shirts, answering uh-huh. questions. And they, I think it was either Trent or McCaffrey. One of them said. We're Rob and Big Black. Oh, hell yeah. That's a great throwback. <laughs> Have you seen R. their R. golf celebration? No. Oh, yeah, on the field. Yeah, a little chip <laughs> swing thing when they score a tutty. It's a great celebration. Yeah, I just, this is one of those years. Maybe Lamar does it. Maybe it's Josh Allen and the way he, I don't know. Maybe it's Brock Purdy. I have a, look, I love Brock Purdy. I would have a hard time giving him the MVP for the same arguments I would make against Jalen Hurts last year. Like, he just, you're playing on such a dominant team. I have a hard time going there with the award. There's some years in the NFL where I get really frustrated. It has turned into a quarterback-only award. Yeah. And this is one of those years of like Tyreek Hill in the season he's having, Christian McCaffrey the year he's having. There's not a quarterback that's above and beyond. Like, shut up with Dak Prescott now. You can't have that bad of a game oh, and he's win an out. MVP. He's got to be out. He's eliminated. Yeah. So it's like, what are we? why are we grasping to find the best quarterback when you have these skill players who have these awesome numbers? USC message boards hinting that Lincoln Riley might be the Chargers coach. Oh, they're already freaked out, huh? They're the the message boards are saying Intel, and then Malachi Nelson decommits, or he hits it's the portal because he was the there portal. last year as a five star kid. That was a massive red flag. Well, people think it's because Riley is wooing Will Howard very strongly and yeah. might not be as encouraged about Malachi Nelson suddenly a year later. But there's yeah. also message board Intel saying. <laughs> 
sauces in L.A. <laughs> might be going up the road to coach old Justin Herbert in the L.A. Chargers, which I said over a year ago. You did. Yeah. I would be worried about that. You and did. maybe that happens. Maybe it doesn't. But USC message boards, a little bit of shambles right now. It would be hilarious. Let's talk college football. Let's do it. Do you want to do that next? I would I love don't... to. Do we can do that next? There's also one team that's hitting home run after home run after home run in the portal. Yeah, and they He's, might hit another home run. They might hit the biggest home run of them all. Which would devastate you. Yes, it would. Uh, so we'll dive into some college football conversation. We only have three shows this week, so we need to kind of get to some of the bull stuff as well. We have Chip Kelly audio. He wants to fix college football. I actually got a problem with something he said on fixing college football. So we'll talk about all of that next. Dirt and Sprague and Ken Barkley at 8 a.m. on The Fan. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. It's one thing falling in love with a house, and quite another navigating the world of negotiating, mortgage lenders, and finding the budget that works best for you. Guidance from an agent who's a Realtor can make all the difference, because that's who we are. Realtors are members of the National Association of Realtors. All right, welcome back in. 7.37 on a Monday morning. Got some fun with audio coming up in a bit. Chip Kelly's trying to solve the woes that face us in college football. Matthew tweeting us saying, B-Roy for sure made a Moda appearance with okay. the stands and wave. I just, I can't remember the game. I can't find it on Google. I know this has happened at least yeah. two or three times. That makes it even weirder. If you've done it before and it's just like, ah, every time he's, did we do the whole montage thing? We did the whole video highlight and all that stuff? Unnatural. From what I remember is, and he wasn't sitting courtside the previous, he was like yeah. in the lower 100 section, but they showed him on the big screen. I think maybe they showed him not a full package with audio, but they showed some stuff yeah. and he waved and like retire the jersey or stop doing this every two years just to get people to show up and be happy about something. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Get it I'm done. With I'm with you on that. Um, stop flirting. Let's get married now. Damn it. Uh, let's talk some college football, shall we? A lot of news over the weekend. I don't even really know where to begin. The sport continues to be crazy. And signing day, I want to say, is on Wednesday. I think our first signing day is coming up at some point in the next two days. So it's right around the corner. Uh, one team has done an unbelievable job in the portal, and I'm like in awe. And it's a guy who has kind of bemoaned the system from time to time. And boy, oh boy, is he cashing in right now. Lane Kiffin and Ole Miss are having themselves a hell of a run right now. There's a lot of players they've added. Some of the most prominent, Juice Wells, who is a big-time wide receiver yep. uh, from South Carolina. He just committed over the weekend. And a lot of people have put in predictions and crystal balls for Ole Miss to land Walter Nolan, who yeah. you've heard me talk about. He's the number one player in the portal. He's the biggest difference maker, in my mind, in the portal. One, number one defensive lineman. He can come in and be an immediate like Jalen Carter type for them up front. 
and Ole Miss, all of a sudden, they got a good talent base. That was a 10-2 and team that's like, all right, you're good, but clearly not good enough to beat Bama and Georgia. They got smoked by Georgia and Athens. But here comes a little bit of a talent upgrade, and all of a sudden, Ole Miss looks like maybe they can make some noise next year. Their quarterback's also returning, Jackson, Jackson Dart. Dart. Yep. That'll be massive. Yeah, Wilt Fung, he is crystal balling Walter Nolan. Yes. Uh, he's got a quote in the story on 24-7 where they're basically saying, Lane's got something cooking over there. Uh, massive and not surprising. Ole Miss is, we've mentioned it, they're kind of the Penn State of the SEC. They're a good team. Yes. Uh, certainly wouldn't want to say they're awful or overrated in that way, but they clearly are a level below the contending teams of the, the two natural teams that dominate that conference largely in the Saban era and now in the Smart era with Georgia and Bama. Man, these are the kind of moves where we talk about high school recruiting and college football uh, portal stuff. It feels like more people are following and care a little more about the portal, but it should be noted just how valuable high school recruiting still is, mm-hmm. that it's not an entire team made up of portal cats, even though Dion's currently trying to do this, right? Yeah. Revamp the offensive line, get other guys in here right away. He's had a really good run in the portal. He has. Sure. He's been top three, I think, in recruiting in the portal so far, but you, you have to establish. That's what Sark at Texas did. People think this is just portal stuff, and it's not. It's it's helped with the portal, but when you establish a baseline of guys who are four and five stars that get there and create this, Washington's dealing with this. High-end portal guys, but a lot of supporting cast and, and a lot of the guys are high school recruits themselves. Mm-hmm. It just, to me, Dirt, feels like we're 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 following the portal more because we know the entities a little better. We know the names. They're How proven many, yeah. commodities. Yeah. How many high school recruit names can you can you even name off the top of your head? Well, I mean, I I struggle to name linemen and skill position <laughs> right. guys all over America, even if I watch the teams. But what I would say is like Malachi Nelson, it's a great example of this. He was the number one recruit in the country according to ESPN a year ago. Five star, you know, high end quarterback. USC lands him. Everybody goes, well, there's the next Caleb. He's gone. He's in the portal now. And that you don't see quarterbacks do that to, to Lincoln Riley very often. Nope. And whether that's because he's going to go get Will Howard or he's going into the NFL, it's it's massive because I didn't know anything about Malachi Nelson, and I still don't because I haven't seen him really play. But now a five-star guy bounces after one year at USC with the best, proverbial, the best college coach for a quarterback you can have right now given the Heisman track record yeah hard to disagree with that. it just it goes insane and it's why it's I wild. tend not to follow high school as closely as I follow the college one yeah the, the Ole Miss thing I will say I don't know if the SEC is going to be I mean they're adding Texas and Oklahoma I'd have to go look at their schedule and see who exactly they play they remind me though of a team that we've talked a lot about ironically here the last couple of weeks who had a decent base of recruiting they just they were a couple of key game-changing players away from getting over the top and this year in most normal years, they get over the top, but they didn't. It's Florida State. Like, Florida State was kind of this, that you had a good base of recruiting. You could always recruit at a decently high level in, in Tallahassee, but then they went out and got Keon Coleman, and they went out and got Jordan Travis, and they went out and got, you know, Wilson at wide receiver, and all of a sudden, here comes Florida State. They have an undefeated season, and we all feel horrible for the way the year ended for them. They This from Ole Miss kind of reminds me of that. Like, they're good. They've been competitive. Here comes the over-the-top type move. They're going to be the trendy pick next year. They're going to be a trendy people. pick, and we'll see. Maybe it's not enough to be George 
Georgia and Alabama. Divisions are gone next year in the SEC. I know they get Georgia at home, but maybe this is enough. Florida State benefits from playing in the ACC. The ACC is not very good. So I don't know if Ole Miss will have that same bump to get to competing for a national championship, but it is impressive to see what Lane Kiffin's done. And he's bemoaned their boosters a lot of saying, um, you know, we, we need more money. Like, hey, what's the difference between you and Georgia? He's like, dude, they got five stars. We don't have five stars. We need five stars. And he said, you got to open up your wallet if you want those kids. Furman, Middle Tennessee State, Ooh, Wake tough. Forest. Tough, not gone. Georgia Southern. Tough, not gone. Those are their first four games. <laughs> That's 4-0. Then they're home against Kentucky. On the road at South Carolina, who was a dumpster at the end of the yeah, year. That could easily be 6-0. and At LSU, but LSU is going to restart at quarterback. Yes, they will. And then you get Oklahoma at home. You're Ooh. at Arkansas. Georgia at home. At Florida. Mississippi State. They so got you know, a shot. You, if you're playing the win-loss, win-win-win-loss-loss, win. Loss, win, 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 loss, win. I and mean, that's a playoff team in a 12-team playoff. Absolutely. Right, a 10 There's probably two, two losses or less yeah. on that schedule. Florida might be in a bad spot at that point. Arkansas is a disaster. Uh, we'll see what happens with old Pitino, or uh, um, who am I thinking of? Uh, Pittman? Uh, no, not Pittman. The guy they just hired. Uh, the 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 motorcycle coach. Oh, uh, Petrino, Bobby Petrino. Petrino yes. Thank you. I wanted to say Patino for some reason. <laughs> ah, they're similar. Kentucky, eh, I don't know with Stoops. He <laughs> wanted to leave, but he wasn't allowed to. South Carolina's tear. I don't know. They, they, they're an interesting team next year. They're definitely going to be a trendy pick. To make the playoffs. Especially if they land Walter Nolan. It seems like that is going to happen. I would urge Phil Knight, if you're listening, Phil Knight's a big P1 of the show. I don't um, think this is about money. Maybe it's not, but, you know. I, think, they, I to, think he might want to stay in that region. It can't hurt to offer a couple more zeros. Throw a couple more zeros on there. See what we can do. Okay? Be competitive, all right? Let's talk about Washington getting their transfer quarterback. That happened over the weekend. That officially took place. And then let's get into the Mal- Malachi Nelson thing a little bit. That is a... That's a bombshell. Like, that kid might end up being a bust, might not be a big deal. In the long term, maybe it is Lincoln Riley leaving. That's massive because he's supposed to be the heir apparent to Caleb Williams. We'll dive into that. A little more college football next on the fam. Uh, some more quarterback news. It's funny how these all turn out basically how we thought they would. Um, it started with Dylan Gabriel going to Oregon, how everybody kind of assumed as this could happen. Uh, Will Rogers over the weekend committing to. Washington. You, 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 you Everybody saw that one coming, and he committed. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like this morning, Will Howard is going to commit to USC, just like we all thought. He was from Kansas State. And so the Pac-12 new Big Ten teams are starting to find their starting quarterbacks. And, I, you know, who the hell knows how all of them are going to work out. But I think they're all going into good systems and good places. Uh, the USC situation is the most interesting to me, though, because of the rumors that you're alluding to with Lincoln Riley potentially leaving. In the Malachi Nelson bombshell, the drops of, like, that guy was the – he was a massive deal. He was an Oklahoma commit to Lincoln Riley. He stayed committed to Lincoln when he came to USC. He flipped his commitment immediately. Mm-hmm. He was the number one player in the country, according to ESPN. Now, he had a really rough freshman year. From reading the tea leaves, it sounds like he was banged up, didn't pick up the offense as quickly. Like, it just it, – he's one of those guys, and it might take a little bit longer and isn't ready to play right away. The only other big-time freshman, though, that played in their first season – also looked really bad, and that was Dante Moore. Moore had some good throws from time to time, but he looked lost out there half the time he was on the field at UCLA. So it's not necessarily an indictment on him. If Lincoln doesn't leave for the Chargers, which is a whole other offshoot that we can get to, that's a really interesting one because he was supposed to be the next guy. Even if you bring in a Will Howard, he's going to start for a year. He's a grad transfer kind of guy. It just gives you one more year as a gap. That's what Washington's doing. They got a young quarterback that they like. He's just not quite ready to play yet, so let's bring in a guy for one year and then hopefully hand the reins off. Hmm. If if Lincoln doesn't leave, that's a head-scratcher for me and Malachi Nelson. Well, I mean, I 
but but doesn't Lincoln's pedigree lend itself for you to not? I mean, I'm not it? saying they can't be good. I just I'm why why is that kid leaving? That's what I want to know. If if he's not going to the NFL, because if he goes to the NFL, then it makes a world of sense. Well, I mean, I I mean no disrespect with this, but like maybe it's Ty Thompson 2.0. It's he sees him every day, and it's not at all what he thought it would be, and Could it's be. not clicking for him. He just I don't if he's staying in college, Lincoln. Is as bad as the season ended for him, and with all the ridicule they took, uh, he doesn't strike me as he's moving on unless he knows for sure something. Will Howard was good for Kansas State this year. I'd imagine Will Howard in that system, you're feeling pretty good. Totally. I just think there's coaches that when they take a guy on, like uh, Will Rogers, let's take him Mississippi State. Mm Mm-hmm. 1,600 yards, 12 tutties, 4 picks, uh, 60... He was banged up last a year. A 60% completion percentage. He was yep. banged up. And their offense did not... They tried to go from Mike Leach air raid to, to pro style, yeah. and it just was a disaster. And, and, and the coach got fired. <laughs> but he's going with Kalen DeBoer. So uh-huh. I'm going to assume he's going to fit in with what Kalen DeBoer is doing well. I think certain coaches should just be given a benefit of doubt. Instead of just saying, well, man, look at the sinking ship. I mean, yeah, maybe there's some of that, but they're still USC. They stole the best FCS coach, and they got him to coach linebackers. They stole UCLA's D coordinator that everybody liked, a young up-and-coming mind with an NFL background pedigree because of his family. Like, that was a pretty big haul. Now you get a quarterback that's going to work in a system really well that, yeah, they lost a receiver and a couple guys to the portal, but... Mm-hmm. Man, they'll fill in the blanks. I Offensively, think just fine. USC will be so fine. So my point is, like, I I saw the Malachi Nelson thing too, and I think we've known the name for a couple years. There's that surprise, but I'm not like, oh man, what's going on? What's happening with Lincoln? Lincoln's gonna get the transfer from Kansas State. I think that'll be okay. I don't know if this Malachi Nelson kid's gonna be anything. Yeah, we have no clue. We we have no clue. But I'm going to trust that the coach who knows how to coach quarterbacks, maybe the best in America, mm-hmm. is looking at that, going, man, I'm I'm gonna take the grad transfer and figure it out after. No, that. I mean the biggest thing he's got to figure out is defense, and they're trying to hire guys. They got a couple of Oregon State commits over the weekend as well. That happened. The Arnold brothers are going down to USC to play, so that was one of the announcements in the portal. It's not even necessarily like a what the hell's wrong with Lincoln? That just shocked. I was shocked by that. When you have a kid who's committed to a coach at two different schools and it's only one year, like maybe to your point on Ty Thompson, that's it. And Lincoln sees him in practice and is like, woof, this guy sucks. Let's get him out of here. Maybe that's the case, but you don't often see that after one season. Like usually coaches are willing. Like there was reports out of Texas this year that Arch isn't quite, he wasn't ready to play. He and played that, at a lower level in high school and yes. like, he went to Texas knowing he wouldn't play and he wanted it that, that way. That was a part of the plan all along. He was cool with Malik Murphy, who yes. might be going to Oregon State because he was filmed at the yeah. airport. He's in Portland right now. Shout out Malik. He well, I think he's in Corvallis yeah. now, but like <laughs> he he was fine being the third string quarterback. He totally was. So some guys just aren't ready right away. So if that is a push out, you don't often see that after one year for a guy who was the number one recruit in the country. So and maybe this is the rumors. Maybe it's Lincoln's going to the NFL and he'd said, Hey, I'm going to the NFL, so get off the boat while you can. But why would if, Will Howard choose USC? That's if that right. was the intel. So that's right? it was just a shocker to me because those two have been kind of joined at the hip now for like three years and after one season to bolt I, well I'm, I'm fascinated to see where he ends up if the truth ever comes out about why he transferred and what went on there but that's a big time fish that all of a sudden we didn't assume was going to be in the portal that is in the portal let me ask longtime charger fan jason swigard this long time charge long suffering charger fan 
Well, I mean, he kind of jumped on and then he uh, suffered instantly. In, in the normal breaking news fashion on Friday after the show, Brandon Saley got fired at like 9.05. So, you know, that was cool. Shout out the charges on that one. That was great. Yes. You know, they fired him and the general manager, Tom Telesco. They were yes. both canned on there Friday. Was no justification after that. Race. <laughs> right Not after we got off the air. So we have not talked about that yet. So, yes. Congrats, Chargers. Bill Belichick or Lincoln Riley? You only get to pick one. Yeah, did you see that, by the way? That picked up steam right after yeah. our show. It did. Belichick and the Chargers. I'm like, oh. We talked about it on the air Friday. Uh, I think I'd be more up for Lincoln Riley. Um, the question is, I think the more important thing is who's going to be the GM because they, their salary cap predicament is pretty bad. Yep. And so whoever the GM is going to have to be pretty inventive, pretty creative, their scouting crew for the NFL draft is going to have to be excellent. They can't miss with any draft pick in the next couple of years. So I I would rather have Lincoln Riley there with Justin Herbert. I think Herbert's the type of guy who could handle playing for Belichick. I don't think that would be the worst thing in the world, but I don't know how long Belichick's in this for. That's a tough part. Yeah. Um, is he just sticking around so he can beat Shula's record and then peace out? Yes. Uh, so <laughs> yes. yes, he wants to win, but so, yeah, I, mean, I think he wants that. He wants that Brady ring. Too. He, does. he wants the he one does. that could shut everybody up yes. and say, I didn't need him the entire time. So, yeah. So I, I think I would rather go with Lincoln Riley, though. that They've got enough talent on offense that's going to be there at least for a couple of seasons that they should be able to score 30 a game. Uh, Mike Williams might have been playing. He might be playing himself out of the NFL. He and can't if they stay can healthy draft the Brock he Bowers, healthy, yeah. if they can draft Brock Bowers, that would be awesome. The, the thing about him, too. They're going to cut Keenan Allen, too, by the way. His contract is massive. They're going to cut Bosa. They're going to cut Khalil Mack. Like, I mean, they're way over the cap next year. Bosa can't stay healthy. Nope. I've seen Keenan Allen drop more passes this year that piss me off at the worst possible time. Mike Allen, Mike Williams, excuse me, can't stay healthy. No. Nope. And Mack had a good year, but again, the cap number. Yeah. They got out of the J.C. Jackson contract. If you're going that route, and I I don't know if they are or not, but if you're going that route, your best hope is that this is Shanahan. Now, Shanahan has the NFL pedigree. He's not coming from the college system. Mm -hmm. So there's that difference. But you're basically saying, dude, just worry about the offense and your quarterback. We handle all the other stuff. I mean, look at the Niners. It's Salah, it's D'Amico Ryans, now it's Steve Wilkes, and oh, by the way, John Lynch, who's made some bad picks and trades, look at their horses on defense. He knows how to get defensive linemen, he knows an area of weakness for most NFL teams is offensive line, so I'm going to beat you and have a freak at middle linebacker in Fred Warner. That's what you do. That's what the Chargers need to do. If they're pivoting to the Lincoln-Riley thing... You need to just say, Lincoln, just concern yourself with offense. We will handle the rest. We're going to go handle, hire D coordinator. That's the model. There's no other model that makes sense to me because Lincoln in college has shown not to know what to do on right. defense so far either. Right. The tough part is, at least if he goes to the NFL, he doesn't have to necessarily recruit defensive guys. You just got to draft the right guys. You don't have to convince defensive guys to come play for you. Yes. Yeah, in free agency, you will, obviously. But the GM will be the guy that's behind all that. It's not the head coach that goes about acquiring talent. Interesting move. We'll see what they do. Maybe he leaves. Uh, he's already got a mansion in L.A., so you just drive to a different stadium to go coach your games on a different day of the week. I mean, it's an enticing <laughs> thing. It has to be for both sides, by the way, yeah. to want the offensive guru who knows what to do with quarterback and to have that quarterback 
And for Lincoln to say, well, if I ever made that jump, I'd want a quarterback. Well, there you go. Here's your quarterback. Six six, cannon arm, freak athlete. Yeah. Be 100% healthy by the start of the fall camp. He's in choppy waters at USC right now, too. I know that sounds dumb, but like this is a big year for them because they're coming off a disastrous season. They had a really good year one, a lot of turnover breaks, bad year two with Caleb Williams. Like They, they open with LSU in Vegas. They're going to a Big Ten schedule. Like Interesting to see what happens there uh, with Lincoln Riley. we got a lot to get to in the final hour of the show. What are you guys going to do with all the money? We'll talk about that because that happened. Uh, a couple other college football notes I want to get to. A few leftovers from the NFL. It's loaded. Don't go anywhere. Dirt and Sprague on 1080 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich, the step back three, you bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever or... I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. 